0: Hello, this is Tap Blaze Talks podcast, this is episode 3, Safety in the Wilds. What's been going on? Well, um, this week I've had quite a lot on at work, so I haven't done a load of stuff, but we've got uh, um, the outdoor ink that I talked about in the last podcast. That's uh, that's going really well by the looks of it. There's a lot of designs coming out online now, a lot of people making stuff with the fabric, so it seems to be really good. Um, I've been in touch with Kyle, who's the owner of Ripstop by the Roll, so I've been discussing with him a lot about bits and pieces. Um, We decided to try together a custom artwork that's not been designed by them, just to see what would happen. This is like a pipe cleaner for the process, for the longer term, where people can use their own designs. And um, it seems to work out fine. Apparently, it's really, uh, really nice print, and um, that's being shipped to me at the moment from the States of the UK. Uh, so, looking forward to getting that. So, that will end up being an exclusive tack blades hammock in this print style, um, which is like a floral forest, dark green, camo ish type of design. You'll see it later. Um, so, I'm going to make a full, full blown hammock with a weather shield, zip bug nets, and I'll probably make a caro step top quilt as well for on the ground in tents or in hammocks. Um, so it'll all be matching, so that'll be quite a nice set once it's done. I might keep that one, I don't know yet. Um, so that's the, the fabric that's on its way. Um, I compl- somebody asked me if I can make an underquilt protector. These are the shields you put on your under quilts where you're in a hammock to protect from spray and splash from the ground. It also adds about, Five degree two, between two and five degrees to your insulation. Um, so I've been asked to to make one of those for somebody in the UK because uh, shipping from America is just too high. So I had a look at it. I haven't made one before. It looks pretty straightforward. You make it pretty similar to a hammock itself. And <laughs> um, you just need the right sizes. So I've worked all that out now. I've done the design got it all sorted how I want to do it, um, so the fabric's on its way for that and I'll uh, I'll make that and ship it on. I'll put some um, pictures up somewhere when, uh, when it's done, probably on Facebook, but a lot more about Facebook later on this podcast. Um, I bought something this week and, well, it takes about three to four weeks to deliver, um, so I bought it a little while ago, but it arrived today and uh, that's a very small coin knife. Now, if you look online, if you look at Serge Panachenko Coin Claw Mid-Tech slip joint folder, it's a one-inch knife, so a very small, round diameter knife, um, that slip joint, so the knife just slips out and slips back again. It's got a little ball bearing lock on it. Now, Serge creates all these wonderful designs he's a knife designer he's got some amazing stuff Um, but it is super exclusive super expensive so for his coin claw knife which is a one inch diameter knife round um, it's about 300 pounds yeah you you heard it right (laughs) it's 300 pounds which is way out of my price range I'm not not prepared to pay that if you're a collector of his work then yeah, it's probably worth worth the money. Um, you get some nice steels, nice finishes, and all that kind of stuff, high quality. But 300 quid for a one-inch knife is, is not something I can really afford. Especially if it's just a little utility knife, a little bit of an oddity. So, I wanted I wanted one, but I wasn't going to pay that. So I had a search around. I went on AliExpress, the Chinese eBay website kind of thing and they had them on there, so they they make clones of them, and they're very nice, they look very nice, and it was £7.50 delivered to the UK. So I said I'll try that. So I've ordered one three weeks ago, came today, and it's really good, I'm really impressed with it. It's a steel base, it's got um, G10 scale on it, which is really nice, really grippy, It's got a stainless steel blade which is the 9CR18MOV, the standard kind of stainless steel that's used in China for the knives. So it's not the best of steels but it is sharp and it is stainless steel which is quite handy. Um, It's 57 HRC hardness and the blade thickness is about 3mm so it's pretty solid. Um, The blade length is 22mm. It's an exact clone so it's a 1 inch coin knife. It's got a stone wash with a satin polish. Uh, very smooth action. Little ball bearings, nice in there. Not ball bearing, but it's got a little pressure lever that holds the blade open and shut. But it is a slip joint, so it's UK legal. Uh, it's very sharp and it's just ideal. It's something I use for like opening boxes and just have it on my keyring every day and probably around my neck if I'm out camping. It's just a dead handy little knife, really. So I really love it um for that money seven pound fifty-four. it's ideal i now i've got the show notes going again because they've been really popular and handy so i put the link in the show notes so you can have a look for yourself they do them all different types they've got carbon fiber scales lots of colors of g10 scales they've got like a wood effect as well um so yeah have a look at those if you if you like that kind of thing um and it's, it's perfect for me what i was thinking was christmas is coming up not far now and for £7.50 this is an ideal present that you'd be pretty be pretty rare for someone to have it already at the moment so if you know a bushcrafter, a prepper um somebody who likes his knives uh, this is a perfect gift because it's a bit of an oddity it's functional and practical and actually useful and it's pretty unlikely they're going to have it and the cost is very affordable so um yeah if you want a little Little present for someone for Christmas, this is just ideal. So uh, go and check it out. Have a look at the show notes. Backpacking news. So, a couple of things got three things today in backpacking news. First one is Loft Tech. Uh, there's a company in the States called Allied Feather and Down. Now, I know a lot of people use it to buy their down from for stuff in their quilts and sleeping bags and jackets and all that kind of stuff. Brilliant. One of the biggest suppliers of down in the States, I think. They've been doing a lot of research and just recently in the last month or so, they've announced a product called Tech. It won't be available till 2017 and even then it might only be exclusively in some brands. I'm not sure if the members of the public can buy it. But what they've come up with is an artificial down. Now, this is a bit of a holy grail. Uh, down is by far the best insulator on the planet for clothing and stuff like that. Um, it's eco-friendly. It's a renewable resource. It's, um, in terms of thermal um, performance, is by far the best. Uh, weight as well. It's the lowest weight. So, yeah, down is amazing. They've been trying for many years to try and simulate that. In an artificial products we've got climashield apex which is like a fabric sheet that lofts quite well it's okay i don't really rate it that highly to be honest compared to down um, but it's all right i've got a top quilt made of climashield apex and it's pretty good so but it's not down um, and now they've created this called loft tech which is They've got kind of, from what I can see, they've got individual fibres of different danier uh, woven in a funny way that are individual units. So they, it actually looks a bit like down, it clumps like down, it lofts like down, you can distribute it like down. So we're going very much closer to an artificial down product now. Um, and it's got a claimed fill power of 625, which is not very good to be honest you want it up around 800 900 to be uh to be good for the weight um, benefits of it really uh, but it's the first step so i'm sure they'll get it lighter in time so fill power of 625 and then they got they got kind of this equivalent of warmth to dying and they rate it as 700 fill power and that's um that's just what it is i'm not sure whether it's a fudge to to say it's actually better than it is or i don't know but anyway so i i would go on six to five if you're using it for calculations for filling quilts and stuff for loft calculations etc um i'm not sure how well it compresses that's something that's been left off of everything so whether it compresses well or not and whether it comes back after compression well i don't know um but it's exciting times these are it could be the alternative to down that's um uh, synthetic, hopefully a lower cost than down because down is incredibly expensive and we'll see what comes out. So the link's in the show notes, have a look, tech. if you're into your down uh, products then that could be uh, something to read up. Reflective Dyneema Ridgelines, Dutch has done it again, he's got lots of um, uh, videos and products out, new products for his website and he, one of them I was particularly interested in and he's come up with a I think he's selling it as a ridge line rather than a raw cord uh, for a hammock, but it's some um, Dyneema, and interwoven with the Dyneema is reflective cord. So you've got um, a light reflective ridge line, if you like. It's very strong, very light. Comes in a range of colours, and it's something a bit different. I haven't seen it anywhere else. Um, reflective dyme- Dyneema is quite new, I think. Not, I haven't seen it before. Uh, so go and check him out uh, you can also splice it and things like that and he sells like a ridgeline kit it's already done with some Dutch bling on there as well um, so go and have a look at the show notes um, the YouTube links there if you want to have a look at the video of it and then a link to the product as well so you can go and see the product safety out in the wilds so this is a freebie for you uh, this is something that I've done a little while ago now but it's been really popular and handy um, When you're out on the mountains or out on the trail, accidents can happen, obviously. And uh, what you need to do if if you're on your own or with a friend and you've got a really severe accident and it involves getting the rescue teams out, they need to know certain things about you to, to make it a lot faster for the rescue. And these things, either you might not be in a position to to remember them all or even be able to say what they are so having them written down on you in your wallet or in your pack somewhere could save your life or could um, you know speed up the rescue tremendously so I created an online spreadsheet and in there is a like a tick. it's like a fold out paper thing you print it on A4 uh, cut it up fold it up and uh, it can go in your wallet, and it contains everything the rescue team needs to know, plus other useful information. So I've got one here in my wallet, so I'll just get this out. So it's medical information, uh, all sorts of things. So you've got your your name and address. It folds up into like a credit card size thing, so it's very small, fits in any wallet. Um, So you've got your name and address, you've got your blood type, car registration, medical insurance, uh, NHS number for UK people or medical number. Um, you've got all the contact details of your uh, next of kin or emergency contact information. It's got your doctor contact information. Um, it's got an allergy record so if you've got allergic reactions to anything you can put all that details down there. Um, it's got some little notes on there um, which is a thing called uh, chalet report, which is a a step through. So C is casualties, H is hazards, A is access, L is location, E is equipment, T is incident. And this is um, a checklist that sometimes the emergency response uh, ask you about before they get there. So they wanna know, can they get to you? Is there risk of avalanche or rockfall? And that's just a little reminder that if they're asking those questions, you can prepare those um, before you call. And then you've got things like known conditions, so you've got um, all the common uh, types of conditions that you can tick, uh, so they know what any conditions you've got. There's regular medication information, so if you're taking things on a regular basis, it's got the medication dosage and time of day when you take it, so you can have that on there. Uh, It's got loads of emergency numbers for international emergency calls all around the world. Um, It's got an organ donor section, so... In the event of death, if you're in a, if you want to donate your organs to to medical science, then you can indicate that there. Or if not, you can indicate that there. Um, non-prescription medications, so just medication that you're taking anyway. If you've had aspirin or ibuprofen in the day, that could affect what uh, drugs they put into you to, to for your recovery. So it's important to put those down. And there's a little section for notes, and you can. Um, Put all the notes down that you need to that's important that you carry around every day so you can fill in as much or as little as you want um it's up to you it all folds up into a credit card i just carry it on me all the time in my wallet every day so if ever there's an accident or emergency i've got everything there right to hand i don't have to think i can just give them the bit of paper or tell them where it is and away they go um That will that will really help them a lot. It'd be uh, really good. So that's a freebie go to the show notes uh, the links down below and um, In the show notes go to the section on safety in the wilds and In there you can um, Go to the link there's instructions there of how to copy it print it out Um, And then you can just uh, fold it up and stick it in your wallet fill it out really good so i think it's a really good safety tip it's free and online um, and you can share it with whoever you want so uh, yeah just a little tip for you industry spotlight so this week uh we're picking another company off of the um awesome companies mega list if you missed that listen to the previous podcast it tells you all about that list a link in the show notes Uh, The company this week is a company called KS Ultralight Gear. Now, um, this is a tiny, tiny company, family-run company again. The company is based in Japan. It's owned by uh, Laurent Barioski. He's a French guy who's living in Japan running this uh, company called KS Ultralight Gear. He specialises in backpacks. Ultra, ultra light backpacks. Um, What I like about it is these are totally customizable. There's loads and loads of options to select so you can dial in exactly what you want in your pack uh, before you buy it. Um, He's also very approachable. I know people that have bought stuff off of him and got packs made from him, and he's very good at interaction. He'll talk ideas with you and incorporate in the pack if you want that. He's using all the latest uh, fabrics and things, so he's using uh, things like x packs, Cordura, Dyneema, Gridstop, um, things like that. He's got rollover tops, he's got zip tops, he's got um, the full suspension systems, um, or frameless packs as well, he's got everything there pretty much. Um, They're pretty reasonable prices, considering that it's a fully customizable pack to your design and well to your specification Um, and he exports all over the world Um, so really really interesting chat. he also has a range of bike packs so if you want something matching or specific for your um, pedal bicycle then he he has all of that as well a load of uh, bike packs to, to some really innovative design really good design um I think it's a sort of a cottage industry at its best, really. It's very small, it's very fast, very reactive, responds well with the customer and has a good interaction with the customer. He has ultimate customization, which is always usually very expensive, um, but he seems to do it at a reasonable price, good value, excellent quality. Um, and yeah, overall, very interesting company. So if you're thinking about Ultralight Backpack, maybe you just want a small day pack that's Ultralight. I might be thinking about one in the future, perhaps. Um, then that's the kind of company I'll go and have a look at first and uh, see what they got to offer. Go to the show notes. Um, there's his website there and also his Facebook account if you want to link up with him on Facebook, uh, which seems to be the best way to contact companies these days. Very reactive. Um... So yeah, go and check it out, KS Ultralight Gear, Laurent uh, will sort you out and uh, have any sort of backpack you need really. So go and check him out. Make Your Own Gear, or MYOG. This week um, we've got another little make your own stuff. Um, based on my tutorials. So what we're going to talk about today is an improved soft shackle. So first of all what is a soft shackle? A soft shackle is a a thing made out of very strong cord that can replace your carabiner. So hooking stuff onto your pack, uh, even going up to hooking your hammock onto a tree. It can be that strong. Um, So these soft shackles are made of Dyneema, uh, 764ths which is the, the heavy duty enough to swing off of um, so it can be used from anything from hanging your hammock to something on your tent to something on your backpack and these are improved soft shackles so your standard soft shackle uses a complicated knot normally a double diamond knot double strand diamond knot um, which is quite complicated to tie and if you don't do it exactly right it can greatly weaken the um, shackle And this is an improved one, all you have to do is an overhand knot, very very simple, and there's no way it can fail due to knot inversion, which other ones can. Um, So if you're going to have a go at one, I suggest this uh, style first, because it's really simple, really easy and really effective. So I've got a, a link, so go to the show notes, and there's a video tutorial, so you can go and check that out. I've also got a link there to a whoopee sling tutorial because once you've done soft shackles you might want to make some whoopee slings now you've got into splicing and stuff, so I've got a link there how to make those. Um, I've got a link there for a UK steel supplier and I've got a link for an American Amsteel supplier, um, at good prices. Uh, there's a couple of things that make life easier. You don't need them, but they make life easier. A loop turner. Uh, you'll see what that is after you've been through the tutorial. Um, so I've got a link there for a really cheap, easy to get loop turner. And an owl. An owl is used to make uh, separations in the steel. You can use a pen, something like that, as I explained in the video. But if you've got an owl, um, it's super cheap and it just makes life so much easier. So I've got a link there to an owl tool uh which uh which will which will help hopefully. So you've got all your links there, for all your resources, you've got a video tutorial, just go and have a look, see what you think. I think you'll you'll really enjoy it. Once you start splicing amsteel, um it's difficult to stop because it's so satisfying once you've done it. It's quite therapeutic. Um, if you don't have amsteel, I think you can do it with gutted paracord. Now you can't use it for any strength, because there's no strength in gutted paracord, just using the sheath. Um, But you can practice your skills for splicing if you want to do it that way. So that's something to to check out if you want. Something of note. So this week's uh, we're going to talk about Facebook. Now, before you turn off, because I know there's people out there who don't like Facebook, I know who you are. Um, this is a little bit different. I wanted to talk about it because I think it's really important, and maybe some people are missing out and they don't realise. There's these people that hate Facebook; is never going to go on it, not interested in it. There's the people that love Facebook and use it for everything, and then there's people in the middle that use it for certain things. Now. Most of the people I find that don't like Facebook and are not on Facebook, um, one of the main reasons is is because it's full of junk and useless posts about what you had for dinner and what this cat's doing and all that kind of junk. Now. I would say in the beginning, Facebook was a social media tool. It's a way of connecting with people, um, people to interact with each other, and slowly turned into memes and jokes and rubbish stuff on there. So that was originally what Facebook was. But I think Facebook today is a completely different beast to how it was even a year ago. For me, Facebook today is all about world news and groups. It's not about social interaction at all. For example, my Facebook account, you'll see very few, if any, Facebook posts. I don't really post at all on my own um, channel, but I do post daily in groups and read the news, especially on company news and tech news and stuff like that. What you can do is you can go onto Facebook, create an account, don't add anybody as friends, and then just search for the things you want. Now, There used to be blogs, there used to be, well there still is blogs, uh, forums, things like that. There's a new thing now which is the Facebook group and the Facebook group is a special interest group, a group of like-minded people that get together to discuss stuff. Now the things I don't like about it is there's no organisation so once a post is on there and discussed it's kind of gone and lost in the, the time but... The good thing about it is, it's highly reactive. So as soon as you post up a thought or a, a question, or you want to know something, you're going to have a load of answers within an hour. It's it's that reactive, um, and it's it's really fun to to interact in that way in in the interest groups that you're interested in. So, for example, you can search for like backpacking groups, you can search for DIY groups, you can search for all sorts of stuff, bushcrafting, prepper groups, hiking groups, there's loads of them. Every special interest that there is, there is a group out there for you uh, to, to, to be on. I would say the more users are in a group, the more reactive it is. The less users is normally more of a tight-knit community, um, so you need to choose carefully where you want to be. The beauty is you can just apply to all these groups, and leave them if you don't like them, no problem at all. Some groups are open and public, that means anybody can see the posts, but I prefer the groups that are private, so only members of that group can see the posts, so nobody can see you posting to that group except for the people in the group. Now there's one, if you wanna try it, just to see, there's one group I would highly recommend, and that's a group called Thrifty Campers. Now Thrifty Campers is a Facebook group, and it's dedicated for people that find low cost and innovative ways to do amazing things when you're hiking or camping or backpacking or hammocking or whatever and they'll tell you about the latest deals in the shops, they'll tell you about ideas how to make stuff, they'll tell you about um, just cost effective ways to do stuff if you don't want to spend your hundreds on Cuban fibre and super duper tents and things like that this this is the place for you so um Yeah, If you want to just try Facebook and you just want to try a group that's already friendly, has a good community, has good content, um, I'll post some stuff on there as well quite a lot, Um, check out Thrifty Campers. So if you go to the show notes um, at the bottom of the section for something of note, see a link there and that's the Facebook link for thrifty campers. Yeah and just sign up, join, leave, whatever you want to do but check it out because it's um, a really good group and it'll give you a flavour of how these things work and then you can look for all the groups that interest you and whatever your special interest is. Yeah I'd say for those haters of Facebook, don't assume Facebook is the same today as it was even a year ago. Um, maybe there's things out there that you didn't realise, maybe there's ways of using Facebook that's not a social platform, but it's an information platform, and it's so easy to post videos, post pictures, post whatever you want uh, from your phone, um, wherever you are, and it's just ideal. I have had a few, I've seen a few posts on there where people are out backpacking, they've had an emergency and they need something to sort out, they post it on the group, and within a few minutes they've had their answer of how to fix it or or temporarily sort it out for a while. So it can be uh, really handy. So yeah, check it out. So long and thanks for all the fish. So thank you very much for listening to this podcast. It's been quite full, there's quite a lot in it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. For me at the moment, this process is all getting easier now. So it seems to be much easier to create a podcast than it is a youtube video um, so it's not really a hassle for me now the show notes are quite easy to prepare through the week as bits of news come up and stuff i can do it all online through my phone uh, through the google docs and things like that so um, hopefully you're enjoying it um, as i said we'll do 10 and then we'll review it we get more and more views every day so if you do like it just spread the word around put links to the podcast in a few places if you want and just see what it's like. It's on iTunes now, it's on SoundCloud now, Um, I'm trying to put the links everywhere I can, um, and hopefully uh, see you on the next podcast. Okay, cheers, bye!